I'm Damian Lillard, and you're listening to From the Rose Garden on the Athletic Podcast Network. Coming up on today's show, a little Nerder She Wrote crossover episode with From the Rose Garden. We're going to talk about how you fix the defense in Portland and how does Terry Stotts maximize C.J. McCollum with Damian Lillard on the court. Rip City! Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Hello and welcome to From the Rose Garden, your Portland Trailblazers podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am your host, Dave DeFore, joined today by my Nerder She Wrote co-hosts. We got Mo DeKeel. Hi, Mo. Hey, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing well. We just finished recording Nerder. So like, I'm I all didn't nice know what and, else to ask. I, that's all right. Just, it's like my default. <laughs> I'm all nice and warmed up. And we've also got <laughs> analytics guru, Seth Partnow. Hello, Seth. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm getting a little bit back to my uh, Pacific Northwest roots here. It's uh, good times. So I thought it would be fun if we gave the Portland Trailblazers a little bit of the 10,000 foot view nerder she wrote treatment. And uh, this actually is not 10,000 feet because we're going to talk about two specific things. Uh, The first one, this team has struggled defensively uh, this season. And, you know, a lot of it you can chalk up to a downgrade from from Nurkic to Whiteside. You can you can talk about the injury to Zach Collins, but it, it wasn't like they were breaking any defensive records when they were healthy. So in order to compete in the Western Conference, you know, it, it's loaded right now. This team is going to have to defend. Mo, I ask you first. With the with the roster as it's currently constructed, because I don't think they're going to be any wholesale changes. What are we doing here? How do we fix this defense? Like, how do we maximize the personnel to, to be able to defend at a level needed to be, you know, better than end of the pack in the playoffs in the West? Yeah, it's difficult with the, the roster they have. It's the one thing I look at a lot, Dave, when I look at these just teams in general and how their, their defense, how their defense, how they defend and, and their roster and things like that. Like, for me, the big glaring hole is just, like they're wing defenders, right? You know, you start Dame, you start CJ, that's two small guards. You know, uh, you had Rodney Hood till he tore his Achilles in December. You, you, you have just kind of like a tough run. You make a trade to bring in Trevor Ariza, but like you don't have anybody that, that just locks down the wing. And in the West, like you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden. You have like big guards, big wings that you have to deal with on a regular basis. It just makes it really difficult in that scenario. Like, I just don't, honestly, their, their best chance to me is uh, we're just going to outscore you guys. Like, I, I just don't know how they, they defend with this group. Like, it's, it's just a lack of size, you know? Seth, is a top 10 offense enough to, to carry a bottom five defense? Uh, they can't be a bottom five defense. I mean, I think what they're going for what you're you're really hoping for is a top five offense, middle of the pack defense. That's their that's their window basically. Um, and you know, as uh, Mo talked about the the wing defense, and I think that's right. Um, I think actually CJ is probably a little bit underrated as a defender. Um, the mm-hmm. problem is if he if he has to guard the 
better backcourt player every night because uh, both the offensive load that Dame takes on and the fact that that even though he's gotten better himself, uh, Dame has never been an especially uh, or even remotely kind of uh, good defender at the NBA level. Um, you know, out, losing Harkless, losing Aminu uh, really took a lot away from from their their perimeter defense. Um, but I think the bigger deal, I think, is is Nurkic and Collins up front at least gave them sort of a certain amount of solidity uh, to build from. And, you know, Whiteside may put up numbers, but he's not the defender that those two players are. And, and both of those guys are very adept at help defense. I mean, Nurkic is, is really good. Collins, you know, is young, but you could see the potential there. And early on, you know, like he only played three games. But in those games, you could see how Stotts had, had sort of devised the defense. They were going to be drop back heavy, but Collins was going to operate on the weak side, sort of like um, Golden State has used uh, Kevin Durant uh, the last few years. I mean, right, like as a floater, right? Is that what you're... Exactly, yeah. And that's a way to maximize that kind of length. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like for me, honestly, the way I look at this team is I think it's a whole different season for them if they're healthy, right? And that's whatever, like, it happens. This is this is is what it is. But like, I think they're they're a, a top five, top six team in the West if they're fully healthy. Because I just think, like you said, Nurkic and 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 Collins kind of teamed up defensively. I think would be a strong uh, a strong enough front court. Now again, like I maybe my issues would of their their weakness at the wings would show up more in the playoffs than it would in a regular season's uh, games. But like that's. That's just such an area where, like, this team got ravaged by injuries. It's it's hard to really kind of say what they what they even are. Like, how do you, you know, moving forward, you just look at this team going like, yeah, but we don't fully know what this team is yet. My assumption is they're on the wing next year. You know, they're they're probably starting the season with Trevor Ariza. He's got an option that I'm assuming he's going to pick up. Uh, Rodney Hood maybe back. Is is that a high enough level or or? You know, and I don't want to get into hypotheticals of who they could target, but should they be looking to upgrade on the wing, or, or do you think that's enough? Yes, whether there's there's the the whether such a move is available with the constraints of the, that they're going to be operating under, it's a, it's a you know a, a, that is a question. I think that you know, like you said, they they there's sort of a, a hole kind of between their their small backcourt and even, you know, moving up into, you know, Hood or Gary Trent, those are those are guys who are, you know, two guard size, not really big wing size. And then you're playing a guy who's, you know, in the modern game, basically a five in Collins at the four. And so you kind of have that that sort of mid-sized gap. And the problem is, is like the guy who can not kill you on offense and defend those big wings, everybody's looking for that. So they're kind of hard to come by. It was sort of what they hoped Mario Hazonia was going to be. That's exactly what I was about to say. Wow. Yeah, it's, the, it's good the to hope that they were going to they add were gonna, me to the list. I, I, <laughs> I've hoped that about Mario Hazonia, you know, his whole career. The the the, the dream of you know Mario turning into Super Mario. Um, maybe I mean maybe you're up in Portland, man. Send him some mushrooms, guys. Maybe you're not, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's what he needs, man. He needs to power up a bit. But I think that was the hope, right? Was that Mario Hazonia was just in a bad situation and he'd finally blossom. And uh, maybe he's just not that good. Uh, I mean, it's it's possible. Um, I think at this point, it's it's even probable. 
I mean, all evidence, not to the contrary. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's just sad. Uh, if you're poor Hold on, and you I love the way I, I love the way Seth talks sometimes. All evidence, not in the contrary. Couldn't you just say all the evidence doesn't point that way? No, that's, like, what, that's exactly what fancy. Uh, oh, sorry. Not exactly sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, listen, I, if you guys are bored in the house, bored in the house, bored, why not spend some time on yourself? Our sponsor today is Manscaped, and they're here to make sure you're well-groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving, thanks to their Lawnmower 3.0. These are precision tools engineered for your family jewels. Inside the perfect package, you'll find the Manscaped Crop Preserver and anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC, all one word, THEATHLETIC, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use the promo code the athletic. Okay, guys, the other point of contention for this Blazer squad. CJ McCollum kind of had a rough season. He was up and down, middling, uh, but he looked probably at his best during that stretch of time that Damian Lillard was out with injury, which is great. That's what you want from your, your second banana, to be able to step up when your star goes down. But how do they find a way to maximize CJ's impact on the offensive end with Damian Lillard on the court. I mean, Mo, start with you because, uh, you know, just from a coaching perspective, there's got to be a way to put CJ in more winning positions. Yeah, I think, you know, what tends to happen in their offense when they're on the court together is the ball's in Dame's hands a lot more, right? And that's... and. It should be. He's your best player, number one option, all of those things. You know, I think when I kind of look at it, though, I think maybe if they tried to share those duties a little bit more or, or, or tried to split that up a little bit better, because Dames, you know, he doesn't get a lot. You know, I'm looking at his numbers on Synergy, um, you know, only 78 spot ups in how many games did he play? Like 55, 58 games, you know, like that's that's not a lot like, you know, and, and it's flipped the other way around. With CJ, where, you know, CJ's taking 188 spot ups. Like, you can rotate these, and Dame's pretty good coming off screens and things like that. Like, you can kind of play with this a little bit more and let CJ have a little more command of the offense when they're on the court together. And I think there's an advantage to that as well, in the sense of that gives Dame a little bit of a breather, a little bit less pressure to create everything every time he's on the court. So, I think that's the first place I would kind of look, Dave, is is kind of take the ball a little bit out of Dame's hands a little more and put it into CJ's a little more when they're on the court together. I mean, maybe they should be running more triangle stuff, Seth. Um, Y'all got to listen to Nerder. <laughs> no, that's actually, that, that actually ties in because I think, you know, the, the big lack on defense is, is uh, Yusuf Nurkic. The big lack on offense is, is Yusuf Nurkic. Like, you want to, I think both players could, could deal with, you know, having – having some stuff created for them a little bit more. And, you know, you have two 
guards who are decent with the ball, decent or better, obviously with the ball in their hands. But you also have a a big man who is who's mobile and can pass and really set them up. And that's you know you want to talk about uh, a big difference between going from you know Nurkic to Whiteside. Obviously, is uh, Hassan Whiteside is not a playmaker, um, but I think you know McCollum is such a He's such a clever player in terms of, 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 you know, using angles to find little pockets for himself. Um, and Nurkic is a guy who can, who can kind of go with him on that, who can, who can find him in those spots and help him find those little creases. And, and also a guy that, you know, uh, um, Dame can sort of bounce the ball off of almost to, to find more, like Mo said, more kind of catch and shoot opportunities for himself as well. So I think that, you know, the health of Nurkic coming back was really – uh, they're almost their best bet for uh, fixing to for riding the ship on both ends of the floor. I mean, just put them in their, the post split action with Nurkic, right? Like, you know, and have Dame or CJ screened for the other one. Like, that's a tough situation as a, a defender to cover. Like, you're going to switch. Cool. Okay. Whoever's setting the screen should just automatically slip to the basket, you know? And, you know, if it's part of the triangle, even then, if the guy who slips isn't open, he can just go set a screen on the weak side to, to have, you know, Zach Collins punch in on the, the, the weak side dunker spot, you know, it's, it's like, there's just different things you can play with. And you're right, Seth. I mean, Nurkic opens everything up. I think it, 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 a third ball handler, a third creator is, is, is a big difference for this team. And, and almost like using him as the, the, like the, uh, the, the, like the, the center of like the wagon wheel. Uh, it, it, and lately, I, I, I like the, the analogy you made to kind of some of the uh, pre-Durant uh, Golden State stuff where they would, you know, ed, you know, get the ball to Draymond in the, at the elbow area and Clay and Steph would sort of play off each other. Like, it's not exactly the same players, but you can, you can totally see the skill sets meshing in similar ways. And that's, that's, that's an option that they just did not have last year. With, with, I mean, with, you could go. You can go a step further and just play run the uh, elbow action that the Kings used to run, right? Mm-hmm. With Nurkic there, and then on the weak side, you can have Carmelo and and Collins screening and and moving from there and stuff like that. And if Nurkic doesn't like what he has on the strong side, he can go into a a, a dribble handoff to Melo for for him to pull up for Seth's favorite shot. You know, you can have all sorts of little little wrinkles in there, but it doesn't work unless you have. Nurkic, because I think, you know, he's a key to it. But even without Nurkic, I still think getting Dame off the ball a little bit more would would help their offense and and, and help CJ kind of feel that rhythm more and and having the ball in his hands and feeling a little more um, command of the offense that you can tell he has when Dame's off the court. Well, the other thing is, you know, CJ is a guy who can do stuff with the ball in his hands. So it's it's almost like it's a perfect way to get him more touches. To, to be able to attack with the basketball in an advantageous position if you're if you're operating with Nurkic in the in the high post and running split cuts for instance you know you can swing the ball to CJ and he can you know if he if the spot up's not there he can get to the rack and then you you're breaking down the defense and you, maybe you wind up with a wide open Damian Lillard three in the corner instead of the high pick and roll over and over and over again so I think I, I tend to agree with you, Seth. I think Nurkic is, is sort of the key to really unlocking that extra gear out of CJ. And, and, but the angle that I hadn't even thought about was making things easier for Damian Lillard, Mo. That's a, that's a pretty good one. 
No, how do, if, if, <laughs> if you do make this more of a egalitarian offense, I mean, how much of a drop-off are we talking about from Damian Lillard? Or, or maybe we get an even more efficient version of a guy who's already pretty efficient. I, I think you get a, a I think you get the more efficient version of him. I think he's got to be committed to it, but mm-hmm. I think you get an interesting look from from Dame and and even a more rested Dame. You know, like when we when we look at this team and we've looked at it, you know, before he got hurt, right? Like he was putting up huge numbers and he was having monster games. And you know, but you can just kind of the question was like we always talk about LeBron tiring out. Like you can kind of just wonder at some point Dame was gonna fall fall apart. You know, and, and, and unfortunately, he, he twisted an ankle or strained a hammy or something. I can't remember. It was it feels like 12 years ago now at this point. But like that, that tends to happen. And, and that put them in that situation. I think getting a more rested Dame for a longer course of the season is is uh, is something that you kind of got to look at. I wonder if this increases the playoff ceiling for this team where, you know, these guys are a little bit more well rested. That you've always got the spread pick and roll in your bag. You can go to that with Dame. We know that he, you know, he worked on combating the trap that that New Orleans killed him with in the series that they played a couple of seasons ago. It, what if the next evolution, Seth, is to get him to give the ball up more in that Steph Curry vein in order to incorporate more of his teammates? Again, I think that's a, a, a function of having like the ball handling talent around him. I think that, you know, you, you look at the, the most probably up and down successful version of, of the Lillard Blazers was, the, you know, that, that Aldridge, Batum, Matthews, Lopez lineup, right? And then they, they just have, they had more ability to share the ball. I mean, that's four, and even Robin Lopez can 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 handle and pass a, a little bit. Can run a DHO. So you had guys you can you could sort of bounce the ball off of and let people do different things. And you know, even going to uh, prior to this year, going with you know your your three and four being Mo Harkless and 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 Alfred Camino, uh, that's that that is very. Certainly, in today's NBA, that's a pretty limited skill set from your three and four, um, and so I think it's it's as much a personnel thing of of having enough guys who can who can do things other than kind of wait to get the ball in in spots to 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 shoot or, or something like that. And I think that's the that's the biggest issue is that the roster construction almost like requires Damon CJ to create with the ball in their hands a lot because there's not a lot of sort of of you know passing acumen and 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 really skill level uh outside of them um you know especially with with Nurkic not available and i think this goes set a little bit to like the the heliocentrism article that you wrote way back and i think the the everything you touched on, like you're just not taking advantage of guys whose job it is to just stand in the corner. Like that's just a that's just a pawn. It's not a it's not like having a knight in in chess or whatnot. And you're not allowing these guys to develop in, in, in into being helpful pieces. And it's just hard. Like I, I watch a ton of the Rockets, right, because of the the Brody and the Beard podcast. And you know you just see it with Harden and and, and stuff like that. But it's like some of these other guys can do a little more. Eric Gordon could do a little bit more, but instead we, you always just kind of have him standing in in one spot waiting waiting to happen, have something happen. And I think 
this this team could be one of those teams that we've we talked about on the Nerder podcast that would do better with an offense that's a little more read and react and more movement oriented because I think you'd be able to find guys different different spots and different opportunities and it makes it more difficult to scout you know like if I'm a scout and I'm looking at the Rockets or I'm looking at the the Blazers I'm going like look they're just running spread pick and roll like you know there there's three or four sets we got to worry about but that's it but like when you're looking at a team that's constantly flowing and moving and doing a bunch of things now I got to come to the coach going like yo we got to walk through 10 sets and 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 shoot around and you know set be- as well as I do shoot around's not long enough to walk through 10 sets 10 sets and you're not going to be able to get uh the guy's attention for that long so it's it's a tough thing as a scout in that sense so I think they'd be a little more Dave, I think they'd be smarter to take advantage a little more of changing up the offense a bit and 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 go to this more uh, spread out and, and 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 let everybody touch it a bit. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've solved it. I don't think so. Seth was about to <laughs> Seth, yell at me. Yeah, go ahead. Seth. No, I, I just wanted to, to to. I mean, I think that we we should give Terry Stotts a little bit of credit because again, that those previous versions of the team with when they had you know players who could operate in those roles. Like, I think that's the way that, that, that Stotts would prefer to play. I think he has just evaluated that this roster doesn't allow for that uh, as much. And I think that, I, like, personally, I think he's right. So while we would, while we would uh, like to see that, I just, I, I just you know, within the, the confines of who they have on the team now, letting Dame cook uh, it might just be the, the, the best option they have available. Um, and, you know, you, w- you wish it was different, but I'm not sure it is. Yeah. And I wasn't taking a shot at Stotts. Like, I think Stotts is a great coach. I think he's done a great job with the amount of adversity this team has had. And, and over the years, you know, they've always kind of had to deal with certain things and, and, and have come back and have, and have handled it well. I wasn't trying to take a shot at Stotts. I didn't, didn't mean for that to come out that way. Uh, I, I am pro Terry. I think he's, he, he's an excellent coach. And, and I agree with you, Seth. He would adjust. but. It's just a tough situation in the sense of this team this year just never could get right. It's similar to the Oklahoma City uh, Russell Westbrook dynamic after Kevin Durant left, they, where they just didn't have the talent. I mean, clearly a different situation because you you know you had all these injuries. But uh, yeah, it was a tough season. But I think next year we're going to see the better version of this team. Guys, thanks for coming on from the Rose Garden. Appreciate it. Uh, That's going to do it for this week, and we'll be back next week with more from the Rose Garden. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. God bless and good night.